0: G'day and welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast, the podcast that's all about intermittent fasting. I'm your host, Graham Curry from Perth, Australia. I lost 60 kilograms or 132 pounds living an intermittent fasting lifestyle and have successfully maintained that weight loss. I'm also the author of the Amazon category best-selling book, The Fasting Highway, which will give you a great insight into what it's actually like to live it day to day how to get started, what it's about, what are some of the health benefits that come from it, and how to turn it into a successful long-term lifestyle. In this series of podcasts, you'll be hearing from people from all over the world, from the beginners to the experienced and those that are on the journey. You'll also be hearing from some leaders in the intermittent fasting community And you'll also be hearing from some past guests as we recheck in to see how they've been going. And thank you for joining us here on the Fasting Highway. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks to those that have been booking in with me for the private one-on-one coaching. It's been very uplifting and it's been so great to help so many people in such a short space of time. If you do want to get some one-on-one coaching and some advice from me, you're just struggling a bit or you might want to get going or you might have a few issues in maintenance, come and have a chat to me. Uh, you can do that in private by going to the website www.thefastinghighway.com. Click on coaching, get help and book a time with me. All times you see will be in your local time zone and irrelevant charges there. That's www.thefastinghighway.com to book in for the private one-on-one coaching with me. Okay, folks, let's get on with today's podcast. G'day, and welcome to the Fasting Highway Podcast, and this is episode 168, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Christine Field, and Christine lives in Rhode Island in the United States of America, where she's married and has three sporty children, and Christine has been intermittent fasting for about five years, and in addition, trying countless other methods of weight loss prior to that. And when she came to a diminutive fasting, she felt she wasn't doing it right. She was fasting dirty, and she was uneducated about how to properly fast. And then all that changed once she started getting some information and education around that, and she began the clean fast, and the rest, as they say, is history, leading to a jaw-dropping, amazing transformation that she's going to tell us all about in this podcast. So here she is, the incredible Christine Field. Oh, good Christine, and welcome to the Fasting Highway, and thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Graham. Happy to be here.
0: Happy to have you here, and uh, you're all the way there from Rhode Island and the United States, and for those people around the world, Christine, that may not know of you or your story, if you wouldn't mind sharing a bit of that backstory and any problems with health and weight and that sort of thing you had in your life, and what led you to the path of intermittent fasting in the first place?
1: So um, not unlike a lot of people, I really never struggled with health issues. I think perhaps if I did, it would have pushed me to do something about it sooner. Um, I grew up in an Italian household, and my grandmother used to watch me a lot, and her way of showing love was by feeding us. And so I quickly equated as a child food with love and you know she meant well but she would just you know hand us king size candy bars and you know that was in between these beautiful very rich meals and she was not she didn't drive so you know I spent a lot of my time there with her and the focus was food and I just loved her dearly and I think just growing up, food just meant love to me. And um, I, I was always heavy as a child, as a kid. Um, I did love sports. I, I played basketball as a kid, as a, as a young girl. And um, I did, you know, fairly well. And um, I always liked activity. Um, I wasn't like a stay-at-home kind of person, but I was always The overweight girl i was always the girl that everybody said oh you're so pretty but left out so like there was always that butt hanging there and the butt was that i was i was overweight i was fat that went on and i just got bigger and bigger and bigger and you know high school came and we didn't really have scales at home but i just remember always going to the doctor through my childhood and them saying you know Oh, I remember one of them telling my mother, "She, you have to lock the refrigerator. And I just left feeling so embarrassed and sad and confused by it all. Um, because in other ways, I just saw myself as a normal kid and didn't quite understand why was I so heavy? Like, what's happening here? Because I was happy. I had a happy childhood. I you know, had a happy life. I had lots of friends. It was just this one area of my life. I remember laying in bed, praying at night, literally praying that I would wake up and I'd look normal. I wouldn't be so heavy. I wouldn't be so fat. And um, just strange, you know, that it, it never occurred to me to, you know, look deeper into it as a child. And my parents, you know, again, being Italian and <laughs> food was love and being skinny really isn't part of our culture. So they never wanted to make me feel bad about myself and they didn't address the issue with me. And I just, you know, got heavier. My parents are normal sized people. My sisters are normal sized people. So I was the only one in the household that, that struggled in this way. So then um, college came. And of course, you know, with college comes the extra pounds, which when you already have extra pounds, the extra, extra pounds, don't help. And I, I want to say, I was probably 230, maybe 240. But again, I, I didn't weigh myself. I know that sounds crazy. But I didn't, I, I just didn't keep track of it. But I knew, you know, obviously, I was fat, I was overweight, I looked back at pictures. And um, I always, again, always confident, always had a boyfriend, always had friends. But um, I look back at pictures. And I dressed to try to conceal it instead of like dressing stylish. You know, I would wear like darker clothes, darker colors. Um, and then sometime in my late 20s, I heard about this doctor that you had to pay to go see. You had to pay him cash, but he was a real doctor and he was not from America. He was um, Asian, but I'm not sure where he came from. And he was um, around our hometown. And so I went to him and he told me that Americans, you know, eat too much and that many of us struggle from like glucose sensitivity because we eat so much. And I had... It was like he he was speaking a different language to me, but his English was perfect, but I just didn't understand anything that he was saying it was all new to me. And he taught me at that 20-ish age how to cut the sugar out of my life. And he it was fascinating to me, all the all the hidden sugar in my life, because at that point I only saw sugar as like candies and sweets and things like that. And that wasn't really what I grew up on other than like the treats. Like I mentioned that my grandmother gave me, it was more like meals. So like a box of pasta, for example, that's loaded with sugar, but I I didn't see it as sugar yet. Here I was a college graduate almost. And this man was teaching me like all of these things about, you know, wheat and um, fruit and things that I deemed healthy and it kind of just clicked that, oh, yeah, I do feel, you know, strange when I have that. And yes, when I eat carbs, I want more carbs. And when I eat less carbs, that feeling goes away. So he helped me connect those dots. And at that age, I lost a lot of weight. I probably lost about 100 pounds. And I, look, I looked then somewhat like I do now, and I probably went down to about, 195 pounds that's like the smallest i ever remember being however if you saw our picture of me you would not think i weighed 195 pounds at that point because i've always always fat skinny whatever worked out i always like enjoy going to the gym or doing some type of exercise so i feel like i can carry more weight and i'm five eight so for a woman that's kind of tall so I looked good. I looked attractive. I, I felt good. I was very comfortable in my own skin and I stayed that weight And I followed that way of living until I met my husband. 2004 um, ish. And he's also a very healthy person. Um, and so we actually met at the gym, ironically, and I never at that point went back to, being overweight, even though technically on a BMI chart, I was overweight, but I wasn't, I was healthy. I I looked good. I felt good. And I was eating that way of cutting the sugar down. Then we got married and I had my kids and we actually lost our first baby, which was very, very traumatic. And um, we went on to have three more healthy babies, gratefully. And I did have some i was afraid during my pregnancies because of the first pregnancy and two of them were high risk and very worrisome and i gained i want to say like 50 pounds the first time 80 pounds the second time and i had them all like back to back so when i finished having our three beautiful healthy babies that i wouldn't change a thing for i was about 275. I was like, not good. I I was back to where I was when I was younger with those feelings and also the cravings of the carbs. And I knew what I had to do, but I didn't do it. I was a busy new mom. I worked full time and I just ate and continued to eat like I wanted to eat and not like I should eat. And, um, I did, you know, the one saving grace I think about myself is that I did always work out or do something healthy for myself, like physical, physical activity. So the weight just continued to pile on. And, um, I was 300 plus pounds at this point. Um, and I went in for shoulder surgery in 2019 and that's like the first time that I stepped on the scale and it hit me because it was an all time high for me and it was 358 pounds. And it was just like shocking to me the day of my surgery. And when I look back at pictures, like the one that I sent to you, my one of my kids took that picture of me and you see, like I don't even look real. I look so big. It's crazy. It's a, hu- I look huge, but when I looked in the mirror, that's not who I saw. It's, it's, It's crazy but it's true and i just thought you know this was how my life was going to be and it was out of control but you know i i would have to live like this i i don't know just crazy i would try i'd go back every once in a while to cutting out the the glucose as i call it and back to that doctor's way of thinking and it would work for a while but then you know i'd have a couple of bad days and i'd go back and then I tried everything under the sun. You know, the, the Atkins, the, the every diet, Weight Watchers, anything and everything. I tried it all. And usually it resulted in just putting on more weight. And then fast forward around that time frame after the shoulder surgery, like 2019-ish, um, definitely before COVID. So it could have even been a little bit before that the receptionist at my at my job or at my office where i worked she lost a lot of weight and she told us that she did it intermittent fasting and she described the diet and and like most of the people in the office we were like oh my god no we can't starve ourselves like forget it that's not going to happen but she had been very heavy and showed us pictures of herself and she was managing to keep her weight off and the rest of us were doing all these crazy fad diets and was Losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight. And she just managed her weight. She'd gain every once in a while, but she'd get it right back. And she swore by this. And somewhere in that time frame, I Googled it and I started reading about it. And I decided that I was going to do it, but I was not going to clean fast. I was going to just have milk in my coffee. And then that just having milk in my coffee turned into, and don't ask me where I got this from, Graham. I think I made it up myself, but I can have cream in my coffee and I can have eggs anytime I want to. But then that's it. And I did lose weight. It didn't come off easy. And I was torturing myself. But I didn't know that at the time. I thought, oh, I get to have cream in my coffee. And man, when I look back, I'm like, ah if i just did it i would realize how much easier it is if you just clean fast but i really thought that cream in my coffee without it was going to kill me and it's it's crazy it's crazy crazy that you know i tortured myself for for i don't know months on end and it would have just been so much easier to just cut out the dawn cream because once i did that it really was a game changer And I just literally melted and continued to melt. And I've tried variations of like doing the intermittent fasting and low carb and, you know, intermittent fasting and kind of vegan. And I, and intermittent fasting and Weight Watchers and intermittent fasting other things. But the key is, as long as I intermittent fast, I really can have anything and maintain my weight. For me, I can. However, what you say on almost all of your podcasts is the absolute truth. I can have it and I can maintain my weight. However, the way I feel at this point in the game means more to me than the weight loss. And man, it's dramatic. If I have like carbs in my window, The next day, the fast is harder, and I don't feel as great, and I don't feel as energetic, and I know what I ate yesterday was not what my body needed. It was what I wanted, and I am past it now. It's like, it's not fun anymore. I don't want it. I don't want it. I'll do it every once in a while. I think I read like this week or last week or something you wrote that you went out with your friends, and you know, you had the bears and a apps or whatever appetizers and they weren't what you usually have but you didn't regret it but you just it's a reminder that yeah it's all right to do once in a while but this isn't how i want to feel day to day i i owe more to myself than this and that's where i am in my life right now i just know that what i'm putting into my body to make me my best self and that isn't even about what i look like or the weight it's about how i feel when i get up in the morning and what i'm able to do for my kids and my job and my life i don't want to be dragging it's such it's 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 like wronging myself by putting that in my body and not being able to get through a day so i've had a couple of like really influential girlfriends that i shared fasting with who kind of helped me fine-tune it i I always looked up to both of them like from a distance and we became close on our kids' sports trips just this past year. And they both like fast and do variations of fasting. And um, one of them in particular really helped me to fine tune it. I went over to her house one afternoon and said, you know, I really think I think I want to extend my fast. At the time I I was doing like 16-8 and I was melting. Like I said, the weight was coming off, but I said to her, you know, I really think I want to try like 24 and she was helping me to like map that out what would that look like for my busy life and once i did that it was it was game over like just such a radical radical difference in my body the the it's not just about it's not just about the weight loss it's like the brightness of my skin and i don't know i just look healthy i just look full of life and and that all came when I like really whittled that window down and added the healthy or just not even added healthy, just ate healthy or during that window. And it's weird. Like how you change your taste buds change. And like, I heard it, but it didn't happen to me. And I didn't care. Cause I was like, well, whatever I'm losing weight. But then all of a sudden it happened. <laughs> and now it's like, I'm so glad it happened because all is right. You're, like, in sync. Like, as a kid and as an adult, really, most of my adult life, I I hated milk. I didn't like the taste of it. I would only drink cream in my coffee. But to have a glass of milk, even as a kid, like, with cake and stuff, I never liked it. I never wanted it. I crave milk now. And just not milk that you get in the store. Like, I actually have a dairy delivered to our house fresh from the farm once a week. And if you ever told me that would be me, like years ago, I would tell you no way, but that's it. Butter, the same thing. I never liked butter. I love seafood. That's a big thing here in Rhode Island. We're on the coast. And a big thing here is like lobster and crab and shrimp and all of that. And I I love that, but it's odd that I never liked it with butter because I just never liked the taste of butter. And now I love butter, but it's the same thing. It's not just butter. It has to be like good pure butter, like Irish butter. I'm like trying all these like butters that are like real butter and not manufactured crap. It's like real good stuff. And the other thing is that like, you know, if you say butter to somebody that's on a traditional diet, everybody freaks out. Oh my god, butter, butter. But they don't get that once you're doing this i wouldn't sit there and have a whole bunch of butter it's weird how your body kind of just stops you when you had what you need so so i think what it is is that my body wants the fat and it's you know hungry for for butter or, or want some kind of fat substance and my body knows okay you know you had enough of that and you're good, and I don't even think about it. I don't even think about the fact that it's butter or it's fat or anything. I'm just going with, yep, I want that today. Oh yeah, today I want salmon. I want grilled salmon today. That's what I'm craving, and I'm so in tune with that, and it's crazy. And but it's beautiful. It's wonderful because my body just knows that's what I need. A couple of weeks ago, it was lemons. You know, I wanted lemons. My husband was making protein shakes, and um, I'm sorry, not protein shakes, uh, smoothies for the kids, and. I said to him, Hey, you know, I really want lemon. Like it's, it's really there for me lemons. And he's like, Oh, you know, I'll throw some lemons into it. And it was the most satisfying thing to me. And typically, you know, I don't, I'm just not drawn to fruits because the sugar just, it gives me like a headache sometimes if I have too much of it, but I knew I needed it and I wanted it and I had it that day and it was great. And then, you know, maybe a couple of days later I had another fruit, but, I'm really in tune with what I need. And if I truly listen to myself, it's the right stuff. If I'm stressed, overworked, caught up in things, that's when I lose it. And I find myself in things that don't help me, you know, popcorn or like mindless snacking crackers and stuff like that, that, You know, they don't, it doesn't help me. I don't anymore like punish myself for it or or, like get angry with myself for it. I'm in a place now where I just notice it. It's like, you know, yeah, I had more crackers than I should have yesterday. And I'm feeling that today and I'm void of what I actually did need. And I don't feel quite as energetic and ready to face life today because of those choices yesterday. So I'm just kind of like in that place where I'm noticing it. This is so different from the woman that I was 10 years ago in those pictures that I sent you because none of that was happening for me. None of that. I was not anywhere near there. So I think it is so important, especially for women and moms, to understand that it is possible and where you are, feeling, you know, like you have to kind of live with it and just adjust your life around it. And I'm not ever going to be that girl, that, that, you know, mom. It's, it's, you're telling yourself lies because it is possible. It is possible. I I went to my daughter's, um, I'm sorry, my son had had a friend in his class. They had a roller skating party. And I went last Saturday to this roller skating party and um, it would not be unusual for me to get on skates, even fat, because I was just that kind of person that if I felt like doing something, I didn't really care. I would get on the skates. I probably would have hurt myself and been really sore the next day, but I would do it. So I got on the skates this time and I was skating around the party and I said hi to this woman, one of of his, his classmates' moms. I said hi to her a couple of times. And she didn't say anything back to me and i thought "Hmm, maybe she's distracted or whatever It, it didn't occur to me that she didn't know it wasn't me it was me so the party was about to end and she came up to me and she said christine i just asked one of those moms who is that woman and they said oh that's luke's mom and she said what well she hadn't seen me for you know maybe a year and a half and i had been losing weight but I told you, since I changed the the, the fasting window and stuff, it, it's been dramatic, the like changes in my face and in my body. And she said, I had no idea it was you. She said, I said, who's that little 30 year old hot mama over there? And she truly had no idea. It was me. And this woman is someone that has known me, but we just haven't seen each other, you know, as of late. And she's like, what are you doing? And I told her, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm fasting. And- it works i'm like you know and it works in a lot of ways it's not just about the weight loss and you know i I really try to tell anybody that says it to me and sometimes i feel like i'm cheating it's like i'm cheating this this whole dieting system because it's not hard so i feel like i owe it to people to say it to them that oh yeah no like it's not that hard like you can do it just get through the first six to eight weeks and you can do it once you get past that
0: that's fantastic christine what a great backstory that is i'll I'll just pause for a minute too because you want to honor the memory of that baby that you lost. I'm really sorry that happened to you and your family. And I'm sure that, um, you. you know, I'm sure that there was a tragic time for you. And so we remember that baby. And also the fact that there, you know, you talked about having those three children and going through that and getting up to that weight of, you know, 275 pounds or here in Australia, 125 kilos. And in that catalyst moment, we stepped on that scale at the doctor's surgery and it hit you in the face like a freight train. 358 pounds, 162 kilos. That was a similar weight to what I was. And I'm a six foot five guy and I was very obese. And so I can only imagine what a shock that was for you. And I'm glad it was a catalyst moment in your life where you just thought, I have to do something about this. And then you found intermittent fasting (laughs) through that person in your office. So we all find it somewhere. And it's always interesting. Nearly everybody's got a different pathway to how we get there. And I'm really glad you cleaned up that dirty fasting and you started clean fast. So let's just wind it right back down to when you first started. What was the protocol that you were doing? just disregard the dirty fasting. Just what? How were you doing it?
1: Oh, I started with like fasting um, for like thirteen hours. Then I went up to fourteen hours. Then I went up to fifteen hours. And you know, with the dirty fasting. 13, 14, 15 hours, were, they were difficult. It was difficult to get up there. So I would tell myself, if I just fasted another half hour, another half hour, another half hour, like every couple of weeks at a half hour, um, that's kind of what I did until I went to 16 hours. And then that's kind of where I capped it off. And then in that time frame, when I started losing weight at the 16 hours, still dirty fasting, that's when I fell upon the Jim Stevens books and started really getting educated about how to do this the right way. And at that point I thought, if I'm going to do this, I might as well do it the right way. And I know everybody says it it all the time, but I was like one of those people that was like, I can't drink black coffee. I just can't, I just can't, I just can't, I just can't, I just can't. And I love coffee and I feel like I have to have coffee but it really, you really can drink black coffee and you really can get used to it. I feel like if I can, anybody can, because nobody liked coffee more than me. Like my refrigerator was packed full of every flavored creamer that you can think of. And now if I add the flavored creamer, most of the time, I, I don't even want it. I don't even want that taste because it tastes so artificial and plasticky to me. And if you, again, if you told me that, my husband would joke there was no room for other things in the refrigerator because I had so many flavored coffees in that flavored uh, creamers. And now I walk around with the black coffee all the time. All the time. Yeah. So, well, you know, that, that, was a big, um, that was a big hurdle for me is getting over that coffee. And again, being out on this end of it, and I'm sure you can relate to this, when you think about how silly it is to give your life away for creamer it's insanity it's pure and utter insanity
0: totally agree you
1: would give your life away
0: yeah i totally agree and i always say to people why let a beverage get in the way of your health goals it just doesn't make any sense and you know when we do clean fast what we're doing is we're giving our organs a rest from digestion we're not spiking our insulin every five minutes and unfortunately when you're dirty fast and you're doing things like having cream in your coffee or you're chewing on mints or you're drinking sodas that sort of thing you're continuously spiking your insulin or you're, you're tricking your body into thinking that food's coming. And so when we're clean fasting, we're actually fasting because if you're dirty fasting, you're not fasting at all, let's face it. And so I'm really glad that you found your pathway to the clean fast and made it a lot easier for you. Now let's talk about the weight loss there. I mean, you're a high weight there at 358 pounds, 162 kilos. So when you started IF to now, what is the weight loss difference between then and now?
1: So now um, I'm about 165 pounds um, go up and down, you know, a little bit in that, in that um, five pound range or so. But again, you know, for me, a a normal woman, 165 pounds, she'd probably be in a size 10 or 12. I'm in a size six, which is like unheard of for me that I would be in that size. (laughs) I'm in a size medium, pretty much in everything. So my doctor, you know, I, I had continued to go to Weight Watchers as well during this, just so that I always had like something else there, like the community there. I just appreciated having that. And um, she wrote me a note to say that I was at goal because she felt that I was in a good place for my body. So I'm less than half the person that I was. And I feel it. You know, I, I, I'm active. I, like I, t- I told you before, I was always active. I actually even coached before too but I used to, I journal all the time. I still do journal, but I remember that I used to journal all the time that one of my goals for that year, and this would be repeated year after year after year, was I want to look like a basketball coach. I don't want to look like a fat mom out there. I want to look like a basketball coach. And I want to look like someone that my kids are proud of and not someone that they're not proud of. And I heard you say this and I always think about it. Like, I have two boys and a girl and you know, boys, like boys, they kind of say anything. Girls are more sensitive, but boys do. And I always thought, did my, my son's friends, you know, tease him about me and I'll ask him all the time, like, Chase, did did you get teased because mommy was fat? And he'll always say, no, mom, no, 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 mom, you are who you are. And I love you exactly, you know, for who you were. You were always a good, great mom. But, But I do wonder, you know, and I think that he's just he wouldn't say it to hurt my feelings. I know that he loved me. Obviously, my my kids love me big, small or whatever. But it's different, you know, when you really can look up and be proud of what your parents look like. And my husband has always been that way. My husband is like very inspiring to me because like when we got married and stuff and, and throughout our marriage, he, he never made me feel ever that I was not attractive or less beautiful or that the weight was coming between us. He brought it up a couple of times in a very loving and gentle way, but more about he was worried about my health, but he never made me feel bad about myself or that he didn't love me. And so I'm lucky for that. But he always said, and I admired him for this, that he wanted to get older and always like look better and better every year. And that was important to him that, that he do that and not in like a, a selfish kind of way, but just like to take care of himself. Like he, he's, he works out, he's, you know, avid weightlifter, And, um, he always challenges himself to do more and do more. And it's nothing that he pays for. And he doesn't like pay for diets or any crazy thing like that. He's, I don't even think since I've known him, he's been on a diet. He just eats, you know, as healthy as possible. And, um, I think that that also is helpful to have someone in your life that supports your efforts and aspires to be better physically than the year before and does yeah. everything in his power to do to do that. He does it fast, He's tried it, and um I just I can't I really want him to do it for the health benefits other than weight loss but you know, you can't push it on anybody. He tried it. in the 16 hours, he just convinced himself that he didn't feel right after the, after the 16 hours. And what like, he did notice, he's like, wow, you know, one thing, I think he did it for a month. And he said, those love handles that wouldn't budge, they're going away. It's amazing. They're going away. But he didn't like the way he felt. Like he felt like he needed to eat. He's like, you know, I'm just that kind of person that needs to eat. And you know, I don't pester him because he's never pestered me. And, He's a yeah. healthy guy,
0: but I think that's great. And I, I think big shout out to your husband there for supporting you. And, and you know, love's unconditional, and it doesn't matter what size you are. When you love somebody, you don't, you don't, not interested in what size they are. You may be concerned about their health, like he was, and spoke to you in that lovingly manner and said, Hey, you know, I'm just concerned about your health here. But you know, they're not embarrassed of you or ashamed of you. They still love you for whatever you are. And so that's important. But losing 193 pounds and something like that. That's just amazing. That's only like 90 kilograms and half your body weight that you were. So what you've gone through is a total transformation of mind, body, and spirit. Just a whole rewire of how you live your life now from what you were then. And you, I could hear the joy coming out in your voice when you're laying the backstory about where you are now and, and how free you feel. And that's the thing I think. When you lose a lot of weight, and like we both did, the joy and the freedom of that. Is just amazing. You never want to let go of it once you actually get there. So that's where I think intermittent fasting is really great and sustainable to be able to keep the weight off. And that's why it's a great lifestyle. And it's the only health plan I know because diets all work short term. We've all been on those crazy diets where you go up, you go down, you go up, you go down. But as soon as you go off them, then you know things go off the off the sort of trolley, so to speak. And all of a sudden you put the weight back on. And that's what happens with traditional diets. And You know, and let's face it, there's a lot of great diets out there that help people around the world. And you know, everybody wants to lose weight. That's great. But with intermittent fasting, once you get the weight off, I can tell you from personal experience, some four years now, and I've kept my weight in a range of four to six pounds or two to four kilos. Mm -hmm. And it's just great. It's freeing that I'm able to do that. And this morning I was just thinking about it. I stepped on the scale, I thought, wow, I'm the same weight that I was three and a half years ago today. And it's just really freeing. You go and get your clothes out of the wardrobe and they all fit you. And so, yeah, it's just a, a total different ball game. But let's run through some of the non-scale victories now and the health benefits that we've been talking about. And just tell us, aside from that dramatic weight loss, obviously a lot of things have changed for you mentally as well. But let's talk about the non-scale victories and the health benefits.
1: So two really strange things that have come from this um Body wise, physical wise, is I was getting these weird sensations that went from my fingertips to my um, elbow. And I had noticed that it was happening after I ate, usually like a heavy meal. And this is when I was at my my heaviest. And I brought it to my doctor's attention because I was afraid that it had something like to do with diabetes. And I was checked, and, and there was nothing there. You know, my fasting blood sugar and all that was all good and i never had high cholesterol i never had you know my my blood pressure was like teetering but not high not anything that ever needed medication or whatever but it was concerning to me and it was like weird like it felt like numb and with fasting it went completely away i don't ever feel that anymore one time i had birthday cake and it was like really rich birthday cake. And I knew I had usually like if I indulge in something like that, I won't have like a piece. I will have like a couple of bites. And then generally I start to get that buzz in my head and that's it. I, sh- I stop because I don't like the feeling. But one time I didn't listen to my body and I kept going with it. And um I I got it. I got those those feelings in my fingers and that went to my elbow again so i know i don't care what the doctors say it's sugar related it has something to do with sugar not liking me and um i i don't like that feeling even though it's you know i can i can still move my hands and everything it was just a weird thing that would happen and it doesn't happen at all except that one time it happened and then my knees oh my knees were so bad and like i couldn't get up off the floor like if i was first of all, I wouldn't even want to try to sit on the floor for anything. But if I did sit on the floor, I had to get something from the floor to get back up would be so difficult. And that's so embarrassing because I was young. Like I should be able to get up off the floor, but my knees were just getting worse and worse and worse. And I had, I had cortisone shots and, you know, I was thinking, Oh, I'm going to need a knee replacement and all that. And now I have no problems at all with my knees. Um, And I have had nothing done. I haven't had any cortisone shots done, anything like that. And I work out every day. I don't do, like, these crazy workouts that I used to think you need to do. I do, like, 30 minutes of whatever I want to do every day. And that looks really different from day to day. Um, You know, sometimes I just want to go and do ab work. And sometimes I just want to do shoulders. And I have noticed that my mindset is more about this is, like, good for my brain more than my body which is also like another shift in my thinking i think i'm doing it like more as stress relief than to really see changes because i think the fasting takes care of a lot of that stuff too um like body recomposition that's a real thing um other non-scale victories me my my demeanor I'm so much more confident, even though people would have described me as a very confident woman. It's a different kind of confidence. Now it's the kind of confidence that if you don't agree with me or you, you know, have your philosophy about life and I have mine before I might feel the need to argue with you or debate it with you. And somehow fasting has brought me to a place in life where I am like settled with, who i am and what i believe and i don't really care what you think and i don't feel like i have the role in life or the burden in life to convince you so i'm able to walk away from things that before were really difficult for me to walk away from or i had like this people pleasing thing like if i thought someone didn't like me or i didn't get along well with somebody it would haunt me i'd be up at night and now i don't have those thoughts anymore like i don't I still have a love for humanity and I'm a people person. I like people and I I love getting along with everybody. But if there is an issue or something pops up, it doesn't keep me up at night anymore because I know fully that I'm at peace with who I am in all ways. And when I, I brought that up to a friend recently, and she's like, but what does that have to do with fasting? And I'm like, I, don't, I can't really describe it to you because I'm not clear myself, but there's definitely this spiritual thing that happens. And I think that that's why it's connected to religions so much, because the, without the distraction of food, I don't know, things just become so much clearer to you. I, I think yeah, food just yeah, food is just such it's like a blinder to like other things in life and not just food related things. <laughs> so I've always been a spiritual person, but it's a different level of spirituality. And even with fasting, like when I first started and I wasn't even doing it right, if people like talked badly about it, then I would feel like it was my personal mission in life to convince people why fasting is good. And now, if people don't agree with it i just say you know you know people it, different things for different people it's worked for me so i like to bring it up because it might work for you but you got to do what you got to do and i don't have any feeling about what they decide to do with that information and i don't know why i ever did because it doesn't make any sense but yet i did and all that has come from 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 fasting i'm sure of it and my husband says i'm a much calmer person now he's like you're so much more calm now and my life has never been busier so it's not about not being a busy person i'm probably much busier than i was 10 years ago but my mind is calm and i think that comes again from cutting out the distraction of food yeah so those are like big non-scale victories and then you know the thought of like my kids they're they're athletes and um, my son recently was um, uh, sponsored by the NFL to go to this this big game in Las Vegas. They picked 60 eighth graders across the country, and he was one of them. And, and we got to go, you know, on this beautiful trip. And um, the thought of not having to, like you said, the seatbelt in the plane or, or getting on rides and amusement parks with him and just being free. It's just, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Not to ever have to think about that. And we went on a similar trip sports trip several years ago. I actually think it was 2018 or 2019. And we went to an amusement park, a big one here in America. um, And I saw them take two people off the ride for not for being too big. And so I was afraid to get in that line and go on, even though I really wanted to go on the ride, I was afraid because I knew that they were going to kick me off the ride, and I wasn't going to let that happen to me. So I just said I didn't want to ride instead of going. And when I look back at that, you know, it just it saddens me that that was ever the way I thought I had to live. But we don't know. Like I didn't know about fasting then, and. I wish I did. And so I think it's just so important, the work that everyone is doing to get that message out there, because it really is like, it's a life changing method to live your life. And I don't even like to mention like diet or anything like that, because it's not, it's it's not a diet. No, it's just, it's not. it's a way of life and it's, it's changing. It, it's skin is just brighter and better. And it looks, you know, it looks good. Um, I do have, you know, more um loose skin than I'd like, because I was so heavy. But I don't know. First of all, you know, we can do something about that if we really want to, you know, like they they'll do surgery if, if there's something I really wanted to do, but it does get better. Like every month I notice that it gets better. But it's also like, I'm not interested in wearing a bikini on the beach honestly i'm happy that i can get into a bathing suit and look great so i'm just gauging my what do i really want differently and you know maybe in six months that will change and i will want that but right now i feel like a little loose skin is a small small price to pay than all that extra that i had on my body so i i don't really get too crazy about you know that either that i do have some loose skin but I know other people that have, well, actually, I know people in my life that are younger than me and that have lost like maybe 75 or a hundred pounds and their loose skin that they've showed me is like far worse than my loose skin, which should be really bad at 175 pounds loss. It should be awful. And it's not, Yeah, it's just, it's not.
0: Well, so, you know, I always look at loose skin as a, a badge of honor, really. I mean, you know, you've gone mm-hmm. through such a dramatic transformation and, What's better, a bit of loose skin or carrying that 175 pounds? You know, let's just move back to what you were talking about there with that sense of calm. I always like to refer to intermittent fasting as inner peace, right? Because when you're fasting, you're fasting in the quiet. Your contemplation is there. And it's a really great time to reflect and think. And you're not overwhelmed by thinking about, oh, I've got to go and get food. I'm eating food. I'm preparing food. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm going into the fast food drive-through, all of that stuff. You don't do that. And so when you're fasting, you have all that time to think, you know, or, or there's other distractions in your life, so you're working away or whatever it may be. But I always find my fasting period is a very peaceful period, and I like to think about it as a reflection. And so that's why when I sort of go into my eating window and I have my opener for the day, I, I eat one meal a day, but i a restaurant style, well, I'll have a bit of an entree, then I'll re- sit and reflect and pause for a minute and contemplate before I have that main meal. And that's what intermittent fasting's taught me is just to slow down. And a lot of people, they say to me, oh, I get to the end of my fast and all I want to do is eat and I open the fridge and I can't stop. And I say, well, just take some time, take some reflection after that sort of opening bite sort of thing and just slow down. And and it's taught me about mindful eating. And it's also taught me about eating slowly, deliberately and really savoring food and enjoying it. And you talked about it earlier on about how our taste buds change. And that's so true, Christine, over time. We just find that we want this really high quality food. And you've heard me say it over and over. I like to eat what makes me feel my greatest, not what my mind wants. Because eating what my mind wanted got me to the same weight as what you were, 360 pounds. And that's the truth. And that's what happens. And then when we reverse that and we start eating what our body needs and feeding it that great fuel in our eating windows, the world changes. The world changes for the better. And losing that amount of weight, I can only imagine what that's like for you in terms of going clothes shopping. It must be so much fun. I know what fun it is for me. And so for a woman to be able to Mm -hmm. go to all these beautiful boutiques and buy all these lovely clothes, and it just must be an amazing thing to get that weight off.
1: It's great. And I've never been able to do that. And even in high school, I couldn't do that because I was always like what they call here a plus size. So I was never able to go in the regular women's shop pick up a dress and put it on and it looked great and now you know i can do that and i never had that experience in my entire life i hear so many women say oh yeah i could do that in high school and then i couldn't but i couldn't do that in high school so i'm experiencing now in my 40s what so many women were able to experience at least some point in their life so i'm you know i'm thrilled about that and it's it's you know i don't I don't look at it as you know fasting as like a sacrifice which is what I would think about other diets as like oh I'm sacrificing I'm sacrificing I I call it I name it and I believe it's a gift it's a gift it's a tool and it's just a wonderful gift that we can give ourselves on a lot of levels and once you do it it's so much more than just losing weight and i think that's really important although that's the reason why most of us started you really realize how quickly you know you you learn all these other benefits um and you don't have to it doesn't take long to to learn but there are some things that i think you know people should know like the first few weeks they're not fun they're, they're, they're for i hear some people come on and say they had no problem but I, for the clean fast for me the first few weeks were difficult and lo- not losing weight and seeing the scale actually go up a couple of pounds was like what but i listened to the podcast faithfully um and that's what i recommend people do like that i that i talk to that want to start fasting i'm like you have to keep listening because i tell myself I w- i was telling myself during that time when it was hard like well, this person saying that it was hard, and this person saying it was hard. So it must just be something I have to get through. It's not just it's hard for just me, and that helped me get through it. And then once I did get through it, it was easy. But those first few weeks were were
0: were hard. Yeah. Um, well, it's not always a straight line. And I
1: also yeah. think that it's really important to. Um, yeah. No. No, it's not. And I think it's important to um, understand the hunger signals because it's so confusing even now for me sometimes like i always get hunger or what feels like hunger signals at like 16 hours and before i used to think oh god i have to eat but i still get them now and i know that's not a cue to eat something else is happening in my body i don't know what that is but i don't need to eat at 16 hours just because my stomach rumbled And that caused like a moment of uncomfortableness or whatever. There's times that I know I need to break my fast sooner. And maybe it is at 16 hours because my body needs it for whatever reason. And I don't question it anymore, but it's not that little hunger pain thing that I get. And so I think it's so important to give yourself the grace and the time to figure your body out and understand all those nuances, because those can also be confusing in the beginning as well. So I think it's really important to, to know that, like if you really, really need to eat, eat. And the other tip that you've given people that I think is like wonderful is just what you said a few minutes ago about um, don't just open your window and start eating crazy. I was doing that. I did that for a while. And then someone, I think it was you, and then this other guy came on your show and he was talking about the bone broth too. But I was confused. I thought the bone broth was, People didn't drink. So I just avoided it. But then I the thing is, I'm craving that sometimes. So let me buy it. So just like last month, I bought the bone broth and I start my eating window with a cup of bone broth and I just kind of sip on it. It's like winter here right now. So it's cold. And it's like such a great way to start. And it slows down that desire to just eat everything in sight and i kind of can just like i'm catching up with my kids and i'm sipping my bone broth and it's all good and it's like just a good i don't know it's a good way to start where you're putting something in your body and it's better for like my digestion too like when i was eating a whole bunch of stuff to open my window i felt crappy like i could feel things churning in my belly but the bone broth i don't know i'm not sure if it's only bone breath there's probably like a few foods out there that do this but this is the one that's working for me right now that's kind of helped me to just slow it all down and then i'm just noticing that yeah i am slowing it down slowing down the the meal that follows in an hour or so and um it's it just feels better in my in my body
0: yeah so that was a uh... great tip too I mean, and what I always say to people, you know, if you struggle with binge eating, so to speak, when you open your window and early on, that's a problem for a lot of people that have come from a history of doing that. Because let's face it, that's the reason why a lot of us got as overweight as what we did about eating habits. So I always say to people, look, try to open your window with something higher in fat, maybe some avocado, maybe some cheese, maybe cream in your coffee in your eating window, something like that, just to take that edge off and then slow you down and then sit for a while and contemplate for a few minutes and just reflect or go and make a phone call to a friend or go and talk to your children and go to, you know, do a one-on-one out in the driveway and play some hoops or something for a few minutes before you come back in and then you have your main meal and then you feel like a bit of a dessert. we'll have it or something. For me, that might be berries and a bit of Greek yogurt and then close my window and start again the next day. But for me, what I loved about intermittent fasting, Christine, was the simplicity of it and, and the fact that you're – Either fasting or you were feasting. There was no in between. So you fast and you feast. Mm-hmm. That was it. So the a simple side of things is great. But as you've explained here, there are a lot of struggles early on. And as you know, I help and coach people, and you know a lot of them do have struggles early on, and they come to me for help to try and get those ironed out. And that's something that's a more of a mindset thing for most people, where they're just trying to unwind that tradition of what they're being taught their whole life. You know, breakfast is the most important part of the day nutritionists telling us we got to eat six and seven small meals a day to keep your metabolism, honey, and all that. And one of the big things people say about intermittent fasting, oh, it's going to ruin your metabolism. You're going to starve and all this. But I don't know about Mm -hmm. you, Christine. Have you ever been to a funeral and heard anyone say this person died because they (laughs) skipped breakfast? Never. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. And I mean, intermittent fasting has really grown in popularity since I first started. And I know my medical people are really on board with it. My doctor absolutely loves it, um, recommends it to all the patients. They go into the clinic now, and it's just fantastic. And and with that, what's your medical side of things? Your doctor must just be absolutely blown away.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, all of my doctors, you know, they all – like my orthopedic or whatever, you know, they all my, – my primary care, not that I have all these doctors, but the doctors that I see on a regular basis, they all, you know, think it's great and um, – they've actually asked me, you know, for, for tips or whatever, which is like crazy to have a doctor ask, you know, a patient for, for tips. It, you know, it's just wild. It's absolutely wild to me. Um, but like I told you before, my numbers were never like that. That wasn't really a age for me because of the number on the scale, my other blood work, results or then my husband and one of my kids when i when i was overweight like i never just had high cholesterol or anything like that i was lucky in that sense but um i just it's about how i feel it's just totally 100 percent about how i feel and i don't mean how i feel because i'm 175 pounds lighter or 185 pounds lighter now it's the other things as well that just really makes this um, wonderful uh,
0: lifestyle. You know, the self-esteem, how you feel about yourself, the positivity, the way you think about yourself, looking at that reflection in the mirror when you're out shopping and you go, wow, is that really me? And it took me a long time to get over that. And you, like me, had a dramatic transformation and you'll go shopping and you walk past the mirror and you'll just go, what? And then you'll you'll be in a shop or something and you'll pick up some clothes. And it's almost like body dysmorphia. You'll pick up a a clothes size that you think is going to be the one you need. But then you find out it's three times too big for you because you're still in that mindset that you needed those bigger clothes all the time. And then when you put on the proper fitting clothes, and it's just amazing. I remember the first time I put on a large shirt as an adult and um, with no X's in front of it, you know, on the size label. And I went into the changing shed. This guy gave it this large shirt. And I thought, there's no way this is going to fit. This is going to be a joke. Anyway, I put it on and it fitted me like a glove. And I remember standing there, with yeah. tears rolling down my face. And I went out and I bought the shirt. And I, my wife was in the shop opposite. Yeah. And I came out with these tears down my face. And she said, oh, my God, what's happened? And I said, nothing's happened. I said, this is the most amazing thing. I actually wore a shirt that had no X's in front of it. It's just an L now. And, you know, that's it's for me, those sorts of things are really freeing and other people might not think they're all that much. But you and I both know that those little things count. Getting on that aircraft, being able to sit down, not worried about fitting in, going to that restaurant, not worried about fitting into the booths, going to all the kids' sports stuff, knowing if they say, hey, the parents are going in the sack race or the parents are going in the running race, that you're the first one up there going, yep, I'm into it. And you always said that you were pretty active anyway. But, yeah, anyway, I can't tell you what a... Pleasure it's been to talk to you today, but just before we wrap up, if you're sitting there with some friends in a cafe in Rhode Island and they're just going, Christine, I don't know what you're doing, but we want to know, how would you tell them to get started with intermittent fasting and what's some words of wisdom and advice you would give them?
1: So I always say this, do nothing the first week except listen. Do nothing. Don't try to start it. Just listen to the podcast if that's your thing or like the audible books but for me you know the podcast has been the thing that I think has been most inspiring to people because hearing people's stories like I think humans we connect and so if you can make connections with people that you're listening to and you are in sync with oh god yes I'm going through that I think that's so powerful and you hear some common commonalities on the podcast whether it's yours or Jin's or whatever So that's what I've been telling people that have asked. Just listen for the first week or two and then dip your toes in. You don't have to start with a 20-hour fast because that might be really hard. So start with a 15-hour fast or a 16-hour fast and just, you know, skip breakfast and just see. You know, I did it. I skipped breakfast today. All right, I'm just going to delay lunch a little bit. And then don't put the pressure on yourself to, like, do it all because it's – this is not a – a perfection thing like other diets you don't have to count and get to all the points and you know do all that crazy nonsense where are we with the carbs and all that it's really about finding your way and learning how your body ticks and that's what's going to make this think it's really important to come at it with a different mindset than mm-hmm. so i i just you know again just thank you for all for all you do in the fasting community and for being so willing to share your stories of, you know, about your life. I, that was one of the big hesitations why I haven't posted and I haven't posted in, in, um, on Jen Stevens either, because I was like, Oh, I I'm embarrassed that I was that heavy. And I I've never come out loud. This is the first time I've ever said out loud that I weighed 358 pounds to anybody. I've never said it. I've never, I've never asked. I mean, people, when they ask me, I've never said, like, I weigh 358 pounds. So I knew I was going to have to do this today, and I prepared myself for that. But listening to your story has, like, it's kind of freeing to know that, and important to know that the honesty around that, it's, it shouldn't be about shame. It should be about helping other people and understanding that there's a way out and coming at it from that perspective instead of oh god you know how could i ever have let myself go like that you know getting beyond that and, and moving to a place of you know this can help 10 other women in my situation and i hope it does i pray it does because i felt like this could never ever ever be me ever i could never be that person at a kid's roller skating party and another mom say to me oh you look like the 30 year old hot mom that would that wasn't
0: even on my radar ever. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And you're amazing. And I can't tell you how amazing <laughs> you. this story has been. And, and let me tell you something. you are got to inspire a lot more than 10 women around the world. So let's talk about thousands <laughs> in the years to come, because once you're on a podcast, it becomes perpetual. You know what? I was on Jen Stevens podcast in 2019, March, 2019, some three years or nearly four years ago. Now four, it is four years ago. And I sort of talked about things like you just said. It's the first time I discussed my weight in public with people. It's the first time I told them about my inner demons with my sugar addiction, my fast food addiction, my closet eating, uh, my depths of depression and despair. All of that I I discussed with Jen in that podcast. First time ever. And afterwards, I had people coming out to me that have known me all my life and just said, man, we just did not know you were in that place. We did not know. Why didn't you tell us? And I said, I couldn't tell you. And it was after that podcast that I still have people reaching out to me and said, I listened to that podcast, episode 23 of Jin's podcast, The Intermittent Fasting Stories. And they say, you know, you've inspired me. So this is what this does by sharing with people. But anyway, Christine, it's time to go. I can't tell you how great it's been to have you on today, but thank you for joining me here on the Fasting Highway and my regards to your family there in Rhode Island.
1: Thank you, Graham. Take
0: care. Keep inspiring. Bye. Oh thank you so much Christine. What an amazing journey you've had and truly one of the most fantastic transformations I think I've ever seen. Just simply incredible. I know full well what it's like to lose that sort of weight and it truly is life-changing and thank you for coming on the podcast today and sharing your journey and I wish you every success and I'll catch up with you in another 6 to 12 months time to see where you are then. Anyway folks as heard in the episode Uh, If you do want to come and join the Facebook group, uh, please do so. There's people from all over the world there if you're looking for some support. Uh, If you're looking for some private help uh, from me uh, with my coaching, as you heard at the top of the podcast there, uh, just go to the website uh, www.thefastinghighway.com. Click on Get Help, Get Coaching, to book in a session with me. Also, if you are interested in my book, The Fasting Highway, about my own story, uh, you will find that on Amazon. Or if you're in Australia or New Zealand, uh, you can get it from the website also. Okay, folks, until next week, be well, be safe, and remember clean fasting is everlasting.